Hey guys, welcome to Set Me Free. I'm your host, Shane Brucher. I want to welcome you today, and uh, we're going to jump right back into a series. Um, I worked pretty hard in developing this series, um, and it's really based around my journey to becoming a man. Um, and what that man is, is that's a man that God is pleased with, a man that God, my creator, is making in his image and his likeness. Um, and he does this through the power of the Holy Spirit, through faith in Jesus Christ. So I want to draw a start comparison from the beginning here. There is no other way to become a man other than to surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, it's not a keeping of your life. It's, it's an exchange. It's a giving away of your life. Um, so I hope through today's podcast, I challenge you. I hope that I do um, encourage you. And most of all, I hope that you grow. Um, and I think in today's society, we're missing some, some healthy conflict. Um, you know, so I hope to maybe um, bring some things to the light in your life that maybe um, you need to grow in. I need to grow in. Um, as always, I'm, I'm listening to my own words as well. Um, so I, um, I'm going to jump into, this is the fourth principle in this series, fourth, fourth episode. Um, it will be the danger American society and culture play on becoming a godly man. Um, I want to jump into scripture real quickly to set kind of a foundation off uh, for this series. Um, it's going to come out of 1 Kings chapter 3. And I think uh, this is going to give us a really good picture that we can kind of uh, jump off of and, and follow here. Um, 1 Kings chapter 3 verse 6. Solomon replied, You showed faithful love to your servant, my father, David, because he was honest true and faithful to you and you have continued your faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne so we're going to we're going to look at some things uh through this podcast and I'm not going to be in a hurry cuz kind of developing and studying this as I'm going to be teaching today too so hang with me bear with me and let's explore Scripture And like I said from the very beginning of this podcast, there is no such thing as becoming a man without Christ. Um, so I'm going to use, of course, Scripture as always as my reference, um, my guide. Um, but I want to talk about American society and culture and the danger it's playing on us as men. Um, husbands and fathers, um, because I think we're definitely under attack. Um, Satan is stripping the identity of America away, and God is allowing this to take place because we see in Scripture that God is not pleased when people make idols for themselves. God is not pleased when people choose a life of sin and destruction. Um, so that's basically what we're, we're seeing America become a very self-promoting, self-pleasing, self. It's all about a self-consumed culture. Me, me, me. My truth, 
Um, my happiness is becoming the utmost goal for daily living. And so when a, a culture or society gets to that point, God's wrath begins to be pressed upon it. And you can see that played out in Scripture. Um, you can find great reference to that in Isaiah, Jeremiah, the prophets. They were specifically sent to preach God's wrath to nations that were um, operating exactly how America is today. Um, America is, you know, if, if you, you know, take, for example, social media, um, TV, all those things have a negative impact on a man. It's based around coveting, um, based around, it's very feminist, um, cultured. Um, so in order to be godly men and really thrive and succeed in our culture in America today, we have to become acutely aware of scripture and what scripture tells us. Um, it was really cool this morning. I got to finish up watching an amazing movie. Um, one of my, you know, awesome mentors, God has put a guy in my life that has really had a tremendous impact very quickly in, in, you know, my life and encouraging me and just helping me, um, you know, just to, to keep going. And um, he's been a blessing to my family. Um, and he told me about this movie. Uh, it's called Jeremiah Johnson. I believe it was produced in 1972. Um, but it is an amazing movie. And if you have not seen it, I want to encourage you to watch it. Um, because it gives great illustration of what God created a man to do. Um, God created a man to survive and protect um, and to thrive and to really um, just live as a, as a savage, uh, basically. But America in government and society today is attacking all of those things. I mean, in America today, men are no longer hunting for their food. We're just driving to the grocery store. Um, and I'm not saying every man is a hunter, but what I'm saying is we're getting away from these God-given skills and talents and we're selling them out for comfort. We're selling them out for quick fixes and instant solutions. That is what our culture and society is pushing in our lives. And the more we allow that to become reality in our lives, especially, you know, being men of God, what we do is we sell the truth for a lie. And our life will, you know, if you look at your health, your your spiritual walk, your mental stability, your psychological development, all these things are either really good in your life or they're really bad based on how you're living. God gives us the reward for our choices. So, you know, how we feel is a great reflection of our overall health, you know, and, you know, so, so God really wants to, to create us healthy men. And, you know, if you have not listened to the first, um, the first, uh, principle or episode I shared in this series, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to that. Um, because God works very profoundly and this is the ministry of Christ. Um, emotionally in, in men's lives. I think uh, one of the areas that sin has impacted our life is in sharing our emotions, sharing what we feel, making ourselves known 
once we start discovering our Christ-like identity and revealing that to the world, because that, in a sense, is our witness. You know, Christ changes the identity of who we are. Um, it's it's not by worth, it's, it's by our birth. It's by that new born-again experience that Christ comes into our life. He changes our nature, um, and from that nature, it changes our entire world. Um, but we have to study Scripture, and we have to continue to long for God. And that's why I read the first Kings chapter three, verse six. I want to jump back and, and help. Cause I think this gives three beautiful, really simple, practical steps to becoming a godly man. And Solomon was, was David's son. Um, but we see that he referenced that, that God was faithful to David. And he said, this is why, because David was honest. Number one, and this is so big because our culture and our society, they lie. They lie about everything. They twist good and they make it evil. I mean, our politics do it. Social media does it. Every single avenue um, is doing it. And we are actually seeing that prophecy where good is turning into evil and evil is turning into good right in front of our faces. Um, our children are being under attack um, and, and things are not so good. You know, but I want to give you hope because we could personally accomplish and walk out God's plan for our life. Um, and I want to, before I jump back real quick and give these three analogies, I want to say that the Word of God is the general will for God, for for God's will for your life. It's the general. It's the same for every single person. God's Word will teach you, instruct you, guide you, rebuke you, correct you. It will help you to see where you're going wrong. And it will help you to see the changes you need to make in your life. So it'll help you to conform your life and it'll give you a standard whereby to live to. That'll produce love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all this beautiful stuff. So God's word is the general will. But what happens is once you obey God's general will, which is the word of God, it will lead you. It will produce a specific will assigned just only for you. It's very specific just for your life. It will lead you into, it will position your life, um, your career, your all of it, your family, everything will be affected by following the general will, God's word, and it will lead you very specifically into God's specific will. So he has a general will and a specific will for your life. And you can find both those through obedience to the word of God. Um so jumping back really quickly, um, and what I'm doing right now is strategically trying to develop a defense in your life that will protect you from outside influences, because that's what culture is. Culture, society, it's all an outside influence. But when you have Christ as the eternal shield of your life, he will protect you. So I want to look at these three points real quickly that Solomon referenced about his father, David. Number one, being honest. God delights and requires honesty. And guys, going back in my life, this was one of the big areas that that Christ has shifted in my life um, because a lot of men are pretending to be something they're not. They're desperate for attention. They're desperate for you know, position and platform and power and control inside the church, outside the church. It doesn't matter. It doesn't respect 
any certain setting or organization or business or any of that whatsoever. So we have to be honest with three things. We have to be honest first and foremost with God. We have to present ourselves to God. Okay, and if God likes what he sees when we present ourselves to him, we will have his blessing. He will call us a son or a daughter. Um, and that is a, another thing. I don't want to get down that rabbit trail, but uh, our culture is attacking our identity as men and women. There are only two sexes. I want to make this very clear. You are either a man or a woman. If you have a penis, you are a male. If you have a vagina, you are a female, okay? Men cannot produce babies. So I want to make that very, very clear. Um, so honest, number one, being honest with God. We have to get honest with God. We have to present ourselves in the sinful way that we are in order to be saved, okay? There's two things required um, to be saved. We have to repent and turn from our sin, there has to be that. Church does not teach that in today's culture. There needs to be a repentance, a, a sorrowful turn or decision to revert one's course of direction and follow God. So that's being honest when we could say, God, I need to be saved. Jesus, I need you to save me. I am a sinful man um, and my life is a wreck and I need you. Okay, so that is becoming honest with God. We get really honest about our struggles. We get really honest about our weaknesses. We get really honest about how we're treating our wives, how we're treating our kids. All of these things, we have to get really honest about them. We have to see them in an honest light. And only scripture, I want, you, I, I want to say this because honesty is tied to the truth, which is the next word, and true Okay, truth is God's word. God's word, the Bible, is the only truth that is eternal. God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, God's word is eternal. It's the only thing that is truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Okay, so we need to understand that truth is an important factor in becoming a man because the truth is what helps us see a lie to the point we start to study meditate and learn god's word we do not know truth the we only know a self-proclaimed truth and that's what our society and culture are slamming at people is you are your own god yourself promote yourself it's all about you serving your needs listen if everyone knew what was best for them, this world would be a great place. But guess what? It's not because people don't know. We can't self-govern. We need a higher power. And that is God didn't make it hard to figure out. He didn't make it some big uh, thing where everyone's is different. No, he made it simple. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. Once we can confess that, wholeheartedly believe that, and choose to align our life with that, we are on the right direction to become an eternal man, a godly man. Um, because it's only then that we can really start to, to get away from destructive patterns of living. Um, otherwise, we are 
really no good for anybody whatsoever. Um, so the truth, the truth is so important. And I want to say this too real quickly because I feel like this is very, very appropriate. We have to be able to, as, as men, we have to be able to, and I think this gives us a good picture. What is success? How do you define success? Because I think this will help you readjust your priorities um, wherever you're at in your life. I'm 36. It took me uh, very, very, you know, hard. I, I endured some hard, stupid self-choices. I have made every wrong decision you could possibly make. My whole entire life is built out of failure and mistakes. All the way from uh, sexual sin to chasing money to uh, drug addiction, alcoholism, uh, all any pride, control, all of it. I thought I was the self-made American man. You know, that society says you have to be self-made. You have to make your own kingdom, build your own way. Um, but it's kind of funny because Jesus is building my way. That's the way I'm living, and that's who's building my life. And, and the Bible teaches us that whoever's life is found upon the rock of Jesus Christ, no matter what storm comes, no matter what external culture society pushes at him, he will stand the test because it's not him standing, it's Christ. Okay, so that's a rock steady man. And, and that's the man I desire to be, and that is the journey I'm on. And, and really this whole series I've, I'm talking and this podcast I'm doing is really just to try to help paint a picture of who I was versus who Christ and God the Father and the Spirit of God are making me. And that journey is available for you. Um, it's available for every man who wants to step out of a life that's controlled by pride, arrogance, um, you know your relationships are failing, your marriage is failing, you're failing as a father, and, and it's okay because I was failing too, and many other men are failing with you, but the problem is because you're failing to see the error of your way, and, and many men will go on so many years enduring in silence and, and feeling lonely and lost and hurt as they lay their head down at night, and they're wallowing in their mind. And, and I know because I was that man, but I'm telling you, Jesus Christ, the living water, God's son, his one and only son who was sinless, can save your soul. I love scripture when Matthew, in Matthew it says, what would it profit a man? What would it profit you to gain the whole entire world and lose your soul? See, your soul is what's important. Your soul is vitally what's important. And I want to jump back to, to the word honesty, that, that first word that was talked about in 1 Kings chapter 3 here. Go look at it for yourself. Verse 6, being honest with yourself. Christ will give you the ability to be honest with yourself. Okay, first is honest with God. Second is honest with yourself. You have to get real with yourself. And until you do that, salvation is prohibited from coming into your life. You know, it's it it blocks it. You know, because Christ requires God requires honesty to stay right with him, to get right and to stay right and to live right. Honesty is a pillar foundation. So we have to be able to not 
deny our feelings. Don't deny God working in your life and in your heart because I know he's in there. He loves you so, so much that he's in there in the still moments when you pull back away from work or you you pull back away from everything in life. God is offering himself to you. He's your father. He created you. He knows you. He loves you. He has a purpose for you. And this is how you become a rock solid man. This man will live forever. Jesus promised us eternal life by faith in him. So, and then I want to touch on that third principle of honesty real quick, and that's being honest with others. Okay, and this is an area I struggled with forever. I was a master manipulator. I could hide anything. I was living a double life. Um, you know, when you're looking at other women and you're you're lusting at the world, things of this world, always wanting the next new thing and, you know, so on and so on, you're lusting. And I didn't realize, you know, I was... I was a master manipulator lying to my wife about things I had done, you know, whether it was pornography I was looking at, that is a sin, um, and all these destructive things, but I was never honest with other people about either how I felt, I was always fine, I'm doing good, everything's good, you know, I got, look at my money, I got all these material possessions I would hide behind, and everything I talked about was really shallow, there was no, it was always my it was the good things, successes. I would never open up about things I was struggling with or I had a mask on. So, and that's what I want to encourage you to do to become the godly man. You have to take that mask of sin and shame off and set it on the table. Um, and for me, what that looked like was when I experienced salvation, it was in my yard. I was going to commit suicide. Um, the day Christ appeared to me was in a very powerful way. He told me I will change your life, Shane. Just trust me. Follow me. Um, so right away, he required me to go inside, tell my wife things I had said to other women, things she had questioned me about in our past. Um, I would get drunk and do foolish things and, and call women in the middle of the night and try to hook up with women and lie to my wife about this or that, financial secrets, all kinds of filth under the blanket. And you... If you are without Christ and you haven't been forgiven, that produces shame and guilt. And that's what it was. I was carrying a load that was heavy. It was it was weighing me down. And um, I had to tell my wife all that stuff. I thought she was going to leave me. Thank God she stayed. Um, but learning to be honest with other people, that's what makes you a man. You know, when you're honest with God, and humility is a big part of it, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Um, being honest with yourself and being honest with others. Those are the three things I would ask from you as being a Christian man. So I'm going to challenge you in that area of honesty. Um, and then lastly, lastly, he said, faithful. I love this word. It is a beautiful word, being faithful. Um, that is definitely under attack in our society and our culture America hates marriage. Um, they, they're trying to push all these stupid sexual garbage, pornography. Um, you know, and I'll be honest with you, you, you really might benefit from getting rid of social media altogether. I do not use social media. I am a lot better without it. 
Um, so try to eliminate some of those doors in your life that maybe some things are are coming into your life and hopefully this is where you can be honest what I just challenged you about these this is an area where you can you know um, be honest about is answer areas find those areas those doors in your life to where temptation is allowed to enter um, and try to eliminate some of those because you'll be a lot better for it um, and that's another thing with our culture and society. There's so many voices. There are people who have the answer for everything. You know, they know this, know that, but you know what? Only God has the answer. God's word is the truth, solid truth, 100% meat, potatoes. It will feed your soul. Um, so faithful, faithful is, is staying true to what you know, living true to what you believe, living true to what, you know, God has called you to. And I think many men are missing this mark. And I'm just going to go out here on a limb. I may upset some people, may not. I don't mean to. That's not my intention. So faithful to their wives. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you three areas that I hold in the highest priority of faithfulness. Actually, there's four I can think of right now offhand that these are the centralized focus points of my life. Number one, being faithful to my wife. Um, And culture is promoting, if you don't like your wife, get a new one. You know, all this garbage, um, adultery, it's disgusting. Our society and culture is disgusting. Rated R movies are disgusting. Everything is disgusting because it takes away from living a pure, undefiled life. And that's where the real reward is. God's not telling us not to do things because he wants to be rude or be a dictator. God's word tells us not to do something because he knows there's a reward. That's where the greatest quality of life is found in obedience to God's law, to God's word. And most men are cowards because they won't submit themselves to the governing of God, their creator, which you're going to stand before him. You're going to answer to him. And I promise you at the end, if you are not found to be pleasing in his sight, you are going to hell. Your eternal state is torment and destruction far beyond anything you've ever experienced in this life whatsoever. So make sure you take care of that business. But, um, you know, being, being faithful to your wife is, God requires that only one wife faithful to her, to love her, to take care of her, to watch over her, to feed and to nurture her, take care of her needs, protect her, um, teach her, guide her. And, and that's where men are not leading their families. They're not, they're leaving everything to chance. And, and sadly, society and cultures having way more influence than the American father in these day and age. You know, men aren't sitting down at the dinner table with their kids teaching them, having hard discussions. You know, um, I had just the other day a beautiful discussion. My, me um, and Brody and Scarlett, I have a, a son and a daughter. Um, I have a daughter from a previous marriage as well. I don't see that I'm praying for God to restore that relationship. Um, and I hope one day that that happens. But I have two children that are underneath my care at this time. And we sat down the other day and I like to pick a topic that is is related to our world and talk to my kids about how society 
tries to pollute what God has created. So the other day we talked about the rainbow. See, the rainbow is a covenant that God made with the earth, that every time we see that rainbow, God promised us that he will never flood the earth again. That was God's communication with us, um, the rainbow. So I told my kids what the world is perverting this rainbow. Satan is perverting this rainbow, um, and he's tying it to unicorns, leprechauns. He puts a pot of gold at the end of it, um, and it's it. the rainbow is used to promote homosexuality. <laughs> I'll be, you know, so I taught my kids, you know, that everything is created by God, but it's perverted through our world, culture, society, um, and people who have no regard for God, you know, so they really enjoyed that. So it's important that as fathers, we sit down and we teach our children because if we're not teaching them, they're being taught by an outside influence and we cannot leave it to time and chance you know, to to send our kids to school and, and let, leave it up to everyone else. Dad, fathers are absent nowadays. They're everywhere else but with their wives and kids. They're out trying to build stuff, do stuff, and they're missing it. And they're going to answer for it because God holds a man responsible for his family. He has given you uh, a wife and children to govern and to take care of. Um, so do that with all your heart. Um, secondly, faithful to your children, which I just mentioned and touched on that, to provide for their needs. Um, my daughter's seven years old, and she's going to have a heck of a time finding a better man than me. Um, and I want to set that standard. I want my daughter to see um, and know what love from a male looks like, um, because I believe with all my heart, as she grows up, she's going to compare her father to other men. And I want her to know that Jesus Christ was her daddy's rock. And that daddy lived a life surrendered and fully in love with Jesus Christ. And she's going to compare that to other men. You know, so I, I, I pray for my daughter to find a godly man when she is of age. Um, and, you know, being faithful to our children means also not letting work compete with our, our relationship with our kids. You know, so don't, don't be too busy chasing the wrong things. You're going to get old. You're going to start to get wiser and you're going to find out you missed it. So I want to encourage you to start making those adjustments now on the fly uh, rather than regret and shame and time gone by. And you're you're going to you're really going to uh, kick yourself for that. Um, so being faithful, um, which this one probably should have been first, but it's no particular order. Being faithful as as a son of God. And as I said earlier, you know, that my life is anchored to Jesus Christ. God is my father who I want to be found faithful to above anything else. I don't want to be found trying to please people, please this world, um, make a name for myself, build this big empire. I don't want to do none of that. What I want to do is be found faithful to carry out the mission that Christ saved me for. Um, and I think all too often people are so apt to tell everyone else what they want to do, but the most impactful thing we could do in our entire life is follow Christ personally in our lives, in our everyday lives, and that in and of itself will be the mission. That is the mission. You know, so it's it's amazing. Um, being faithful to Christ, the one who called us, um, the the shepherd of our soul, so to speak. 
Um, be faithful. Be found faithful to God. And I promise you, that's a no-lose situation. When, we, when we're done here and we, we punch our time clock, baby, we're, we're, we're home forever. You know, and that, that's my, my mission. That's my focus. And that is what drives my entire being. That drives my, my words, my actions. It's all centralized right out of that. That's my love for people. Um, and lastly, uh, being faithful to help and love other people. That is so important because God cares about our relationships. He holds relationships in a very high standard, so much so that our forgiveness is tacked on us forgiving others. You know, in in the Gospels, you'll see Jesus. He'll teach God's way. He says, when you see the Father, or when you see me, you have seen the Father. So Jesus' teachings are revealing who God is and what God wants from us. So our relationships in our lives, with our wives, our children, our, our friends, whoever we're in proximity with, whoever we're surrounded with, those relationships should be a reflection of, of how God's working in our lives. Because if we're not, if, if our relationships are not healthy and thriving, you might want to question um, what kind of fruit you're bearing. You might want to question who's the root of your life. Um, and it's it's never a bad thing to examine your life. We're told like 20-something times throughout uh, you know, Paul's teachings to examine yourself, look at yourself, um, question yourself. We have to be doing those things. Um, don't ever trust your own judgment. And don't leave nothing to chance. Um, so, you know, lastly, I want to kind of wrap this up because I know I talked about a lot throughout this uh, throughout this segment. But... I hope I hope I challenge you. I hope I encourage you. And guys, really, the journey is about following Christ personally. That's what it is. Jesus said, follow me, and I'll make you a fisher of men. Um, so continue following Christ. And if you've never made that decision, I want to encourage you to start that. And there's no wrong way. There's no right words to say. There's no pretty prayer needed. It's God's not looking for anything polished, perfect, none of that. He's looking at your heart. He's looking to see if you sincerely, honestly want him. Um, So that could be as simple as, Jesus, show me who you are. Lord, This, if you're the Savior who Shane's talking about, could you please reveal yourself to me? I really would like to know you. Um, Or Lord, just teach me what life's all about. I really want to become a student of life and discover some of those deeper things, those deeper meanings that I'll never find in my day-to-day life. You're never going to find them from work. You're never going to find them. You're not going to find any fulfillment from anything external. It has to be a relationship with Jesus Christ inside your heart. And you have to be faithful and true to that. Um, So I want to encourage you to do that. And I feel like that's the greatest gift that I could give you. And I hope that through this series, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to use my own examples of what Christ has done in my life. Um, and, but seeing good and evil is a huge one. You know, you have to be able to discern those and you have to read God's word in order to do so. Because the only way to know truth from a lie is to know both of them, um, and pick which one you want to be true to. So I'm going to wrap this up. I just want to say, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in and, and read the Bible, get a Bible, get a quiet place. It's never time wasted. And um, just want to encourage you to live for Christ 
and continue to hold on to the faith through these trialing times that we're seeing in our world. Don't get your eyes too focused on outside things, but keep your eyes on Jesus. I like to say live one eye on yourself and your walk and live the other eye on Christ the cross of Jesus. All right, I love you and I know if the Father is in your life, you will be blessed beyond measure. Jesus said, my burden is light and my yoke is easy. So keep your life light, easy, and continue to follow Christ. I love you, dear brother or sister. God bless you.